place you cannot find Reflection of your past The same to face you every day But there's one thing I know for sure Jesus is the way Very loaded song from Brakayo de Akojeno, reminding us that whatever may be the challenging situation, whatever may be the mountain that is standing before you, there is a very sure solution, a very guaranteed answer. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear listener out there, if you can focus your gaze on Christ, you will have testimonies. Testimonies of abundance. Testimonies of victory. Testimonies of healing. Instead of you to be focusing on your challenging situation. I don't like using the word problem. Because you don't have a problem. What you have is a challenging situation. And the Lord will turn all those challenges for you. To greater testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear listener out there, when you hear words like this, do not put your own self-righteousness first. Do not put in as in, well, because of the sins in my life, I don't think God will answer me. Do not put that one first. All you need to do is just look in the direction of this voice. Reassure yourself. That irrespective of what you are going through or what you have done, the sins you have committed, God still loves you. He's the one that created you. And he still has interest in your affairs. Believe in him and you will have testimonies to share in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Jumi Adetui the minister on this program. This program comes up from 8.05 to 8.35 every Sunday evening. You might be wondering, this kingdom life of R, is it a church? Is it about a denomination? Is it about a group? That is not the issue. It's about reassuring you and reassuring yourself that God loves you, He cares for you. That's why we always plead on this program. Remove every denominational bias from your mind. Focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. It's about Christ. And the promises he has for you and the price he has paid concerning you. So, my dear listener out there, I congratulate you for being part of this program that is coming to you on Echo FM. Every Sunday by 8.05, please make it a date with us, a date with the Lord. And great will be your testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not alone in the studio tonight. I have with me my co-presenters. They are Sister Lua Fumilayo and Sister Nyeda Mola. Sitonyi Damola is a teenager. You are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. My dear listener out there, I want to plead with you. Draw the attention of your children to this program. 
And as you are doing so, you know what? You are putting their feet on the right path. As they grow up, they will not deviate from it. And as the Lord has promised, the children whom he has given us, they are for signs and wonders. And great will be your own testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you are believing God for children, tonight the Lord is reaffirming it that he has not forgotten you. You will share testimonies shortly in Jesus' name. Amen. So my dear listeners out there, uh, just once again, Onyida Mola, you are welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you very much. With me as well is Sister Lua Fumilayo. You are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listeners. Thank you very much. My dear listener out there, I know you have been mightily blessed already. It's like, okay, let us just pray and we end the program. But for the benefit of so many people that have not been part of this series before, tonight we are continuing with this series on following the Redeemer's footstep. And there's a key part of the episode we are touching on tonight. And that is the question on is fasting a condition for great faith or a condition for receiving from God? Is fasting a condition or something that you can use to connect yourself as having great faith or a prerequisite for receiving from God? My dear listener out there, our Heavenly Father relates with us and he has made a very special provision for you and I to continue to enjoy numerous blessings on in that access to him. And that is true, our Lord Jesus Christ. But the issue of fasting as a condition which has been created has led so many people into problems. Some have even been discouraged. And I heard somebody saying recently that because of the level to which he and the family have been fasting, they've developed a form of health issue, health challenges, which doctors have to advise them to decease or stop fasting for a while. So the message tonight is not to condemn the act of fasting, or neither is it meant to encourage, but to throw more light on questions that are being asked by people and what the scripture says about fasting. Fasting as described by God through prophet Isaiah, gave us the background of what it is meant for, how it's supposed to be, and what God himself attached so much importance to in the area of the type of fast he expects from you and I. But let's do a little bit of check on the background. In the land of Israel, only one day of the year is declared and made more or less mandatory for the adults for them to fast, and that is for the day of atonement. Every other thing was prescribed either by group or sect for their own personal reason or something that has to do with ostentatious way of the Pharisees doing their things. In fact, history has it that Pharisees devised religious exercise around it by fasting ostentatiously just to show off three times a week to show their religious piety. They want to prove to people that they are so pious. And they were fasting three times a week. And when they fast, they will put ashes, they will put emblem marks to show to people that they are fasting. And our Lord Jesus Christ told them and reprimanded them that even if we now want to fast, don't be like those are Pharisees. Who will want to do that openly for everybody to see? When you do yours, do it such that it will be so ordinary and simple. 
even use oil to anoint your face with the, instead of the ashes they put on. So my dear listener there, this message is not meant to condemn the act of fasting. Unfortunately, in some part of the world, as not excluded, it has been made to be a competition. You will hear a group declaring three days of fasting this year. If another group declare 21 days next year, they will also declare 21 days. If another group declare 70 days or 100 days, another group will declare 150 days. My dear listener there, do we even understand why we do what we do? So what the Lord is telling us tonight under the message following the Redeemer's footsteps is on the answer to the question, is fasting a condition for receiving from God? And Lord Jesus Christ gave us a very vivid picture about what great faith is and the commendation of two people that were described as having great faith in the scripture. If time permits tonight, we will get to the aspect of the great faith, the message on great faith. But to answer the question, is fasting a condition for receiving from God? Let's look at the book of Isaiah chapter 58. While we are preparing to read that, and we have Sister Yinda Mola to read the first few verses. What Sister Ulua from Laya will read the remaining verses. But before we read, let me correct something there, please. Maybe in a simple way. Fasting does not confer any spiritual rights or advantage on people before God. Fasting does not confer any spiritual rights or any spiritual advantage on you before God. What fasting does... It only enhances or improves your spiritual sensitivity. It improves your sensitivity to spiritual matters. So fasting is just a personal development. Do you get what I'm saying? Fasting, according to the Bible, I'm not talking according to a leader of a group now, or according to a prophet, or according to a pastor. According to the Bible, and according to the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ, fasting does not confer any spiritual advantage. On people before God. What fasting does is it improves your sensitivity to spiritual matter. Fasting doesn't mean that's the only way you can hear from God. Sinners even hear from God. They may not be sensitive to what God is saying. So please let's get it right and let's look at what the scripture says about fasting. If it is fasting that will make a nation to be good, Nigeria is one of the countries all over the world that has the largest number of fasts. Imagine a congregation that has people, about 2 million people, and they have to fast for 70 days. Multiply 70 days by 2 million. That is more than the old fast they will have in America with 260 something million, and the old fasting they will have in UK, and our country is still worse off than most of these places. What are we saying? Are we not fasting enough or praying enough? I'm not discouraging fasting. Just for us to take religious religiosity from it and understand what God says about fasting. Maybe when we get things right, things will be moving better for us in this country. Things will be moving better for us as individuals. Many people have become also patient because they don't understand why they are doing what they are doing. So my dear listener tonight, let's look at what the Bible says so that you and I will understand why we do what we do and why we continue to do it. Let me reiterate again. Fasting only improves your sensitivity to spiritual matter. It does not confer any advantage whether God hears you or he does not hear your prayer. Let's continue reading. Isaiah chapter 58, we read from verse 1 to 5. 
Then we read 6 to 10 and 11 to 12. Continue reading, please. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. That's our Heavenly Father speaking to Isaiah. Tell the people, make it loud and clear. Let them hear what I'm telling you. They have been gross. They have moved into religious activities. Fasting and they are coming to tell God, don't you see us? We have fasted. Don't you see what we have done? And God is saying, please tell them, which is what God is telling you and I tonight, that if you can remove the religious buyer from your mind, what a GO has told us or a GS or a one prophet or apostle has told us, and look at what God is saying, what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying. Then maybe our step will be right and we do things right. Continue reading, please. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. Does that point to the way we do things? It's telling you, look, they come every day. They want to give that impression. They want to do this. Continue. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. Verse 3. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. That is God, a conversation. Now asking Isaiah, go and tell the people. They have been saying, Lord, we fasted. How come things are not happening this way? Continue reading, please. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. Verse 4. What good is fasting? When you keep on fighting and quarreling, this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Thank you. Look at that last verse. It says, would you call this a fast? Will you call this an acceptable day to the Lord? In verse 3, the people were asking, Why have we fasted? That's the question they say. And you have not seen us. Why have we afflicted our soul and you take no notice? My dear listener, maybe this will be pointing to the question millions of people are asking out there. Look at the issue I have. Look at my health issue. Look at my job. Look at what I'm believing God for. Now nothing has happened. I've been fasting all these days. Why is this? That is the confusion that many people have been made to go through. It is not your fast that justifies what God wants you to have and what you get. It is about your faith. And we'll be looking at what our Lord Jesus Christ described as great faith. Continue reading, please. Verse 6. It is not the fast that I have chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness. Now, Heavenly Father is now pointing out here through prophet Isaiah. Is this not the type of fast I'm pointing out? And if you connect this to our previous message, as in seek forth the kingdom of God, the principles there in the kingdom, the way you live your life, the way you relate with people, the way you treat your workers, the way you do things. In that first part that we need that Mola read, he says, he mentioned a part there as in, Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strive with the feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard. Is this the fast I've chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush? Now, 
Continue reading from that verse 6. To undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Now, that part, a lot of us are so engrossed in fasting, in doing this, and all the work of wickedness, the people that are being oppressed, the people that are being cheated, nothing is changing. Remember at the beginning of this message, we are not discouraging people from fasting, but to point to what the Bible says about what their day fast is. We can never intimidate God with hunger strike. If we choose not to eat for 365 days a year, God does not even eat physical food. So our hunger strike can never intimidate God. But what God is telling us is, is this not the type of fast I'm prescribing? To let the oppressed go free and break every yoke of people that are in bondage. Continue reading. Verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? That's what God is telling us. Remember the previous episode where God is saying, Seek for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, reaching out, helping the needy. See what you can do to touch life. Don't be indifferent to the plight of people around you. Make it a corporate responsibility. Make it a family affair. Make it as a nation a way of not overlooking the challenges of the average person out there continuing reading. And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him. And not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Just pause a little there. God is saying, look, is this not the kind of fast I'm asking from you? When you see the naked, that you cover him. And not hide yourself from your own flesh. Amazing. God is saying, look. You have left a lot of things that you need to have done. You have left them undone. You are focusing on religious activities. I'm believing God that one day we'll get there in this country as religious organization, as different gatherings out there where we have money here marked. People pay tithes. We have offerings being collected, millions or billions being made. A time whereby we have which is the best hospitals we have in the country. Is owned by social church. The average poor man on the street can be taken care of, subsidized. Who has this university? Who has this secondary school? People can attend there, highly subsidized for the average person out there to attend. This is what I see in the Western world. I remember when our first son was to go to the university. A university owned by a bishop overseas said the mere fact that he got a letter of recommendation from a pastor, he was to enjoy 60% discounts. And that is what they do, irrespective of the country you are coming from. Even if you come from a country that is not a Christian nation, once you are in that school, it has been subsidized by the, by the church over there. Hospitals where they carry out most of the complicated operations, most of them are highly subsidized by churches. That is what the tithe, the offering are used for. According to the Bible, remember the previous episode on the area of giving and receiving. And this is where it's culminating. God is saying, you people are so involved in religious activities, fasting and this. And God is saying, is this not the type of fasting I want you to do? See what you can look at inwardly. What am I doing? Are we doing the right thing? I'm praying and believing God that one day we'll get there. Maybe you are the one to make the change. Maybe God is bringing this message to you. For you to effect the change in your own sphere, within your own sphere of influence, I effect the change within my own sphere of influence and will do things right. Continue reading from verse 8. After the Lord said, When you see the naked, that you cover him. 
and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Verse 8, continue. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Now, your righteousness there is still referring to the area of the Zedekiah and the aspect of the good deeds you are doing. He said, your light will break forth like the morning, and your healing shall spring forth speedily. You are believing God for healing. You are believing God for so many things, and you are saying because of that you are fasting. God is saying, don't worry. Stop the hunger strike. Focus your gaze on me, and you see things happening. Let's do the thing right thing. Continue reading. Verse 9. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry. Now, God is telling the people, much as you have been involved in all this exercise of fasting and the rest, well, oh, good of you. But is that really what I'm expecting from you? If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness, and your darkness shall be as noon day. Continue reading. Verse 11. The Lord will guard you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fall. Hear what the Lord is saying. That he said it will satisfy your soul in drought. When things are so dry out there, the Lord is saying you will be satisfied. Are this not the bone of contention the issues people are praying for? Blessing, healing, provision the lord is saying don't worry i will do all this for you but do not go into misplaced priority continue reading verse 12 those from among you shall build the old waste places you shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the bridge the restorer of streets to dwell in thank you the lord is saying when you do all this you'll be surprised your name will be immortalized you will be so blessed in touching life and you'll be leaving footprint on the rock that no one will be able to obliterate or erase. God loves you. He cares for you. We have been looking at a series of messages on following the Redeemer's footstep. And we use this opportunity to answer a question. Is fasting a condition for receiving from God? No, not a condition from receiving from God. We pointed out where God said, look, much as fasting is good, but it's for your own personal growth, personal development. Somebody might be asking the question, but it's a place in the book of Mark chapter 9 from verse 28 to 29. This does not go except by fasting and praying. We may not be able to explain that tonight. In the next episode, we'll be looking at that. God loves you. He cares for you. I'm Jumi Adetu Ishalagunju. He loves you. He cares for you. Whatever you are believing God for, is able to do beyond your expectations in Jesus' name. Amen. Please and please, my dear listener out there, God loves you. He knows your desire. Why not just come to our Lord Jesus Christ? Follow his footsteps, his teachings. Be part of this program every Sunday evening. I want to plead with you. Remember to draw somebody. Oh, please, we shouldn't miss this episode by 8.05. Continue, please. You can link us on our email address, kingdomlifefamily at yahoo.com or through our producer, Taiwo Omoshule, Eko 89.7 FM. Lati Jakondewe, Agedingbi, Ikeja. A sound engineer on this program has been Sonayon Joseph. Remain blessed. Thank you very much, my dear listener out there. I'm Jumi Adetoye Sholagonju. I want to plead with you. Be part of this program 
every Sunday evening by 8.05. Let others see Christ in you. Christianity is a way of life, not just a religion. Remain blessed. Righteousness, peace, and joy.